Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Wisdom, and Amanda is here. (laughs) Amanda, how are you? I'm great. We just got coffee. It's a good morning. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been really great hearing uh, from a lot of you uh, during the series we did about releasing music as a church. And that's been really encouraging for us to, you know, get you your feedback. Because, you know, when you're recording a podcast, you don't really know who's listening. (laughs) You see numbers, but... Uh, you don't really see names until somebody DMs or emails or something like that. And um, we love being able to put names or faces to our listeners. So, yeah, for those of you that reached out and asked us questions or just encouraged us, thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, we um, talked a few episodes ago just about some people that left encouraging comments. And most recently, we had um, Wes sent us a message through Spotify about our episode with Morgan Hill of Bethel Music. And he said it was helpful. Her comments at the end about what motivates her are gold in all caps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also received a voice message through Instagram. Wisdom, Amanda, and the whole team at the Christian Music Industry Podcast. This is Jared K.F. Jones, and I just wanted to record this message to say thank you guys so much for what you guys do. I love listening to you guys' podcast. It's very encouraging. So much insight there. Really, really appreciate it. Please keep doing this. Uh, God bless you both and all for answering God's call to do this. Uh, it's definitely appreciated. Enjoy the day, and I'm looking forward to this upcoming one, The Journey of a Songwriter, a new series that you guys got coming up. Thank you so much. Jared, if you are listening, we are super thankful and we were just so encouraged by that message. Um, So thank you so much for sending that over to us. And if you're not listening, we quit. (laughs) (laughs) This will be that last episode. (laughs) You're the only reason we're doing this. (laughs) Uh, Well, today we're really excited to start a new series, a new season of the podcast called The Journey of a Songwriter. And we know... Most of you listening are songwriters. Uh, Some of you are songwriters, just songwriters, or some of you are songwriters and artists. So uh, this series, I think, will be really helpful for all of you, uh, whether you are just starting out or you're a few years into it. Uh, We talked to some songwriters that have been doing this for a while, you know, pro writers, and then also some folks in the industry on the publishing side um, because publishing is a very complex thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, there are definitely like basics that I think every songwriter should know and it will actually help you uh, be able to claim like all the royalties that are out there because you know you don't want to leave money on the table (laughs) so that's important so we're excited to share this first episode of the series and this is my conversation with my friends eric and chrissy nordoff 
and we talk about what it's like to work together in entrepreneurship as a married couple. And that's uh, specifically what I asked them to talk about together because the way they work together is pretty unique. And uh, they also share their journey of working in the Christian music industry and navigating the ups and downs as a couple. And Christy Nordoff, if you have not heard her name, you've definitely heard her music, like Famous For, which was nominate, nominated for a Grammy, and Your Great Name, which was nominated, uh, or actually won a Dove Award, uh, that was recorded by Natalie Grant, and Christy's had many cuts by many artists like Torin Wells, Mendisa, and I've known her for uh, several years now because of working at uh, publishing slash label uh, side of things. And so I got to work with her as like one of our songwriters in the past um, where I was at. And she's really passionate about training and encouraging the next generation of worship songwriters. So she does a lot of mentoring, teaching, creating resources, and you can find that at writingworship.co. And she uh, wrote a book uh, now, I guess a couple years ago it came out, called Writing Worship, How to Craft Heartfelt Songs for the Church. And uh, it was really cool uh, being able to actually help them with, uh, initially it was a course, like an online course, and when I first started Christian Music Marketing, Marketing with Wisdom, they reached out about helping them with marketing that. And then Chrissy shared with me that she really wants, she was envisioning this to be a book. And she was thinking, you know, it would be like several years from now. I would love to turn this into a book. And I was like, well, let me talk to some people. <laughs> and then long story short, she had a book deal <laughs> and the book was published. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm obviously excited about that. Um, Eric, uh, he's worked in the industry for a long time. He's worked at a jingle production house, Warner Bros. Records, Provident Music Group, Word Entertainment. So he's been around for a while. Um, today, he spends his time building a resource for uh, Writing Worship Co., uh, that community uh, with Chrissy. And he also does consulting for corporate clients who want to get started in podcasting because he's done a lot of successful things in the podcasting world too. So uh, if you listen to this and you have questions or comments, be sure to let us know whether it's spot. There's so many ways now, <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Instagram, I mean, voice messages, you guys are getting really creative. So, <laughs> so cool. We love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here you go. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Wisdom Moon, and I'm your guide in the Christian music industry. And today I am joined by my friends Chrissy, Eric, Nordoff. I don't. Know, I didn't know how to like. I should have said Eric and Chrissy Nordoff, or Chrissy and Eric Nordoff, but I forgot the and. So it's not one person; it's two people. <laughs> <laughs> We're not I'm a hyphenated friend. hyphenated couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Eric and Chrissy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Well, thanks for having us, Wisdom. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. So Eric and Chrissy are in uh, Nashville, and uh, they have just an awesome background and story of 
uh, how they got to where they're at now. Uh, but you guys are obviously married to each other. You have a family and you guys do a lot of different things. And it's been cool uh, just to see you on your journey. And um, I actually got to work with you guys when I was at Integrity Music. Uh, Chrissy was one of our staff writers. Uh, and, and then once we actually, uh, when I launched the agency, I got to work with you guys on uh, the course that you had and uh, personality tests and all that. So we'll talk about some of that stuff. But um, I did want to mention in case, you know, this uh, is interesting for some folks listening. Uh, Chrissy is a Grammy nominated and Dove Award winning songwriter and author. You have a book out. So uh, could you maybe tell us a little bit about uh, what you currently do and why? Why do you do what you do? Me or Eric? Both Me. of you. Yeah. Well, she, oh, okay. He introduced you as the Grammy nominated Devil Award winning. <laughs> so I, I think Chris. What are should, you? Should we announce I'm, you? I am just a podcast award winner. That's the only award <laughs> I've, I come to you with today. <laughs> True. Actually, I, I guess I did share in the uh, the first Dove. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, we were wow. the publisher for that one. We were, yeah, we were the oh, publisher. Wow. Together, so mm -hmm. technically, but let's let Chrissy be the star yeah. of the show. Okay. What are, what am I doing now? So these days I'm still writing songs. Um, I'm currently an independent songwriter. I'm not signed to any one uh, publisher, but um I have chosen that for this season and it's been a good season. It's given me an opportunity to work with lots of different publishers, which I like. And um, currently mentoring through Brave Worship, which is all female based and also writing worship. So Brave Worship is kind of where things started as far as mentoring and um, just encouraging and prayer. And we started doing some writing days and writing trips, things like that. Um, and then things grew and um, you were part of that journey along with us, uh, Wisdom, where things grew into resources and um, we started realizing we could minister to both men and women. It didn't have to be yeah. just women and things kind of opened up and we started a second community called Writing Worship. And so we're also pouring into that community now and continuing to create resources um, and I have just been doing a lot of teaching over the last year. Um, so was on, was a, an adjunct professor at Lipscomb University, just wrapped things up there last semester. And, um, this year hoping to do a lot of writing and would like to write a second book. So I've started that oh, wow. already. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm currently doing. And what Eric? are you doing, Eric? Oh, what am I doing? Uh, oh, what Besides am I doing? Besides fixing our levels. I am uh, <laughs> adjusting our microphone levels, but um, but I'm also uh, really coming alongside you, Chrissy, uh, on the writing worship side, um, in addition to other things that, that I could just quickly touch on. But uh, as far as writing worship, we've always been a team in that effort. Uh, and I, I want to just give a, a credit to you wisdom because you took the idea of the book uh, and helped us um, initially make a connection that I think wouldn't have probably resulted in a book being written. So uh, mm. super grateful to you wisdom for, for that um, working with you back in 2020, 2021. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2019, 2020, uh, to see that book come together uh, and uh, see writing worship come alive. And so I help with all things related to writing worship from uh, a new songwriter who finds you, Chrissy, for the first time, takes the songwriter personality test. And then I help them uh, with some some real simple um, uh, online marketing and email mm. uh, automations to help the the writer find their place in our writing worship community and um, help them feel at home. And then they get involved in the courses and the mentorship and our writing club and uh, which is brand new this year and uh, and also into our conference and mm -hmm. writing retreats. So um, and I have a I work with a team, uh, our team, uh, including our new director of writing worship, Nick Morrow, as well as our amazing mentors that lead people through the mentorship experience with you, Chrissy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's just very, very rewarding mm. to be a part of this community and to be, to see where it came from all the way in 2017 as an idea you had mentoring women in a small group setting. And then it becomes this, this course and curriculum and resources. And um, really we're on a mission to yeah. um, help songwriters, resource songwriters, empower them uh, and develop songwriting cultures and in churches and and see new songs being birthed in the church. It's it's very rewarding to be a part of that. Yeah, it's been really cool because uh, I remember when you started the Brave Worship like monthly, I think it was a monthly like gathering and I would sometimes like be in the office at Integrity Music and you guys would start trickling in to me. Yeah. Uh, and then to see where it's at now, that's been really awesome. Uh, and yeah, I'm really even just like fascinated by you guys, like how you work together as a couple because I think it's pretty unique, you know, that you guys are both uh now doing the same thing together whereas before you guys were kind of doing separate things eric was a famous podcaster <laughs> yeah and uh convention uh owner and all of that stuff and you know you've done a lot of things even in the music industry as well and to see you guys you know come together in this way to be able to really focus on creating resources and building community so i'm curious if um, there's maybe things that you've learned along the way of, you know, working together and how you guys have maybe found a good rhythm. Have we found a good rhythm? We're still finding that. <laughs> Honestly, we've worked together a lot. I would say, I don't know. I mean, pretty much the whole time we've known each other, which yeah, we've been married. It'll be 25 years. Um, oh, wow. Up. Mm -hmm. in may but when we were dating he was almost my manager so it oh, kind of started then i think so i actually I hurt your chances of getting that first record deal <laughs> yeah. because you did she had signed a, a record deal mm -hmm. and um and i came in, uh, in the picture and we were just dating mm -hmm. and uh i kind of spoke into a few things really i had no place <laughs> doing that and there was i just didn't have enough knowledge or experience but I think it w ended up being being all right, you know, um, the the way it all worked out. But mm. but definitely, I have heard every, I think almost every one of the songs you've written mm -hmm. and wow. spoken into uh, 
those songs. Thankfully, you've been kind enough to let me let me in. I don't know if we could have stayed married if I was like not into your music. <laughs> you know, I don't I think know. that. Well, I wouldn't say stayed married, but I don't even know if we would have got. You know what I mean? Um, but I just I just love. I'm super proud of Chrissy. Um, not just her as an artist, more so who she is as a person. Um, I just, I have a lot of respect for her and I believe she, um, she makes me a better person, um, mm. for lack of saying being too, um, uh, what would you say? Cheesy. Cheesy. Uh, <laughs> but she does, uh, does add to my life and, um, I've just always wanted to be, it's one of the ways that I love her is, uh, and support her is to, um, encourage her and, and hear something that she's written or, um, something that she's passionate about. I'm naturally going to be right there with her, you know, and you love to blow things up. Basically you, <laughs> you love to, he loves to, if I have a creative, you know, vision of some kind, he can implement it. And I mm. don't know how to, it's, we definitely have different giftings and I think those things work well together. Yeah. Um, although I will say, you know, sometimes it's still challenging because we've worked together so much that it's hard to turn that part of our relationship off. Mm -hmm. So if we go out to dinner, we'll be like, no talking about work, (laughs) but (laughs) inevitably we'll get a text or something will happen and we'll end up back in that zone. So we have to be really intentional about turning that part of our relationship off. I would say sometimes, Sometimes, but I think most of the time we really enjoy blending the two. Um, we don't, we don't differentiate too much between Mm -hmm. the two. Um, and you know, I think, uh, it's just something that we have, have learned over time to know when it's time to stop and turn it off. Um, and, uh, the more we get away from it, I think the, the better, um, the better it is, uh, easier it is, I guess, to separate the two. Um, but um, you know, yeah. if we go on vacation or get away for a, a few weeks, we'll, we'll kind of stop talking about work, but it is yeah. something that we enjoy together. So just for context, could you share how many kids you have, uh, what their ages are? Yeah, we have three kids. Um, our boys are 23 and 21 and then our daughter is 13. So we have pretty much two of the three are are either out of the house or working their way to get out of the house and uh, full time. Um, and uh, we still have our daughter at home, which I'm, I'm holding on to her as long as we can. Um, she's our musical one too, which I can't help but get involved in her music. Either can you though. <laughs> I know, I know, but she doesn't want me to help her. She wants to be a singer songwriter, but she doesn't want me to help her write songs because she said I have a different style than her. So. <laughs> But she did say she wanted me to help produce it, like find a producer and and work on recording. She didn't mind that. Yeah. You so, know this whole I, world. I mean, your son is doing this. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But that's but wild. Just, to give you some context, mm-hmm. like we've, we've not just done music together. We, uh, we started a podcast together uh, when we built an entire network marketing business back 10 mm. years ago mm-hmm. because we were I, the first essential oils podcast. Yes, we were. And, oh, wow. and I, yeah, we were <laughs> in case you wanted to know that, Yeah, but yeah, so we built this whole 
blew up this whole thing together, um, which was super fun uh, to get out of the the music space for a while uh, and focus mm. on health and wellness. And that was uh, different. We love that too. We love yeah, we do health love and wellness. Yeah, so mm. we love that. But but uh, most of the time when we've worked together, it's been on the music front. And usually I'm long answer. I'm the business person. Really and Chrissy is yeah. the creative. She's much more right-brained. I'm more left-brained. But we have a good little place in the middle where we overlap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Uh, man, it's crazy how old you, your kids are. <laughs> like, I know. It is. I cannot. How, we, how young we look. and <laughs> Yeah. Fishing for a compliment. <laughs> But I mean, like you've, uh, you guys have really seen uh, the different seasons, you know, like uh, from dating to being married with no kids to now, like your kids, you know, two of your kids are adults. Uh, and I mean, it's cool to see that your daughter's really into music too. And uh, I actually work with a lot of artists who uh, like they're usually, I feel like it's, uh, like the wife that will really, you know, want to kind of revisit her passion for music from yeah. before she had kids. And then the husband, you know, is trying to be supportive. And uh, I've seen where it could be healthy level of involvement, but then there's also where it almost does feel like maybe the husband is almost acting like a manager in the role, but like, he doesn't really know anything about the music industry. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, husbands that are mainly just, you know, paying for this stuff, uh, but they're not really involved. Uh, so do you feel like you've had seasons where maybe there was some like tension between the two of you trying to figure it out? Like what the right, you know, sweet spot was. Yeah, I think so. Um, and where we are right now, like we've had to, even over the last year, we've had to redefine our roles. And I think mm. that's that's a good thing almost to visit annually, just step back and say, is this working? Is this working? And actually it was Eric stepping back last year going, I think it's I think it's too much. I think we're working together too much and I don't mm. think we like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said to her. Well, yeah, I could tell that she was getting irritated by my wanting to blow things up and wanting to <laughs> grow and, yeah. and and I was making her work. I was basically he was my boss, her boss. And I don't think cracking it's ever a good role if if the husband is cracking the whip, so to yeah. speak. That's a terrible, like <laughs> terrible phrase. It's not not quite like that, but you know what I mean? Just feeling like you're under the gun and under pressure from your husband to work is is never good. So and and likewise, I did not want to feel like I was her assistant. Mm. He calls yeah. me my assistant sometimes. I can tell when I veer into this assistant role and I mm-hmm. you know, I don't like that. I don't want to mm. be that. I, I do love to drive things and I see a vision. This is what I do very naturally is see a vision for something and then I I just put the steps together or the people in place to 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 get to that vision or to get close to it. It doesn't yeah. always maybe look the way I think it will, but, but that's where I'm best where I'm not best is acting like her assistant. And likewise, it's, I'm not best if I'm her boss. Yeah. 
And so very much needs to be a mutual respect. I think where it's healthy is if there is a mutual respect for one another. If the husband doesn't know anything about music, in my case, I did. I worked in Christian music for 10 years. Uh, so yeah. Chrissy naturally respected that. And there was this, this cohesive relationship that, that was working well for one another. Um, but if your husband, if you're someone listening and your husband doesn't know anything or much about the music industry, um, or, or, you know, then he, he needs to understand where his limits are. If he can remain humble and come alongside, and if he wants to fund, if he wants to be kind of, if his job or income is enabling something like this to happen, wonderful, but stay out of the rest of it. Or learn yeah. it alongside each other. You yes. know, go together. Go go visit camps or whatever you're doing. Go together if if it's something where he's eagerly wanting to learn. It could really be a valuable thing. Ask a lot of questions, you know, and, mm. and and ask to understand. Um instead of oh yeah, this works in my corporate world. It definitely should work in the music world, and it doesn't at all. Yeah. Completely, different. completely different world. Not that that's one was better than the other. It's just a different environment, and uh, yeah. it's important that the husband, mm -hmm. if 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 in this example, it's the husband, he just needs to know his yeah. role and his place, and then stay stay in it humbly together with his wife, and make sure they are they are locked arm in arm um, together, but not one more dominant over the other either way. Yeah. And you guys have a team uh, that you've built, you know, that helps you with a lot of what you're doing. Um, who do they report to? Good question. Both of you or... <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Nick would say that we are both his bosses. He says <laughs> that in a very loving way, mm -hmm. but the reality is I talk to him 95% of the time mm. because he's basically filling my role. I'm giving, oh, I am okay. mentoring him to take over my role with writing worship so that I can be freed up to do more bigger picture things related to writing worship, but also some other business ventures that I want to dive into. And I'll, I'll speak into the vision and a lot of times um, help figure out how we're going to make things work or, you know, ethically or um, spiritually, what I feel like makes sense. I'll help establish the structure Even of the creatively, organization. Creatively, too. Creatively, I'll speak into those things. If there are issues that pop up, I usually, you know, will be pulled in to help figure things out. Um, and, and that's sort of my role on that side of things. When it comes to the brave worship side of things, um, we have... Uh, a brave worship leadership team as well. So those leaders generally report just to me. They don't ever really talk to you unless we have technical issues or something with the website or <laughs> so those, that's kind of his role in that world. And then yeah. on the writing worship side, we've also got our mentors um, and they, they will talk. It's really interesting. I would, I would guess they'd all know this. Um, pretty clearly. But if there's anything that they have issues with from technical standpoint or um, just questions about, you know, what we're doing or agendas or 
just those types of things that would be more communication with you and mm-hmm, Nick. Mm-hmm. And if they're dealing with, I have this major issue in my mentorship class and I need to mm-hmm. talk to someone about how to handle the issue. That's usually me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and heart stuff, I usually handle head stuff. <laughs> it's very stereotypical actually. <laughs> I wish it wasn't, but it's okay. just what our strengths okay. are. Hey friends, Amanda and Wisdom here. We just wanted to let you know about an upcoming live webinar that we are hosting on Thursday, February 23rd at 10.30 a.m. Central Time with Curb Ward artist Meredith Andrews. Yeah, Meredith is a two-time Dove Award winner and she was formerly a part of Vertical Worship and now is a part of leading the Belonging Co. And she's written many songs that we sing in the church like Open Up the Heavens and Strong God. She's also known for one of the first versions of Make Room that's out there. And she's just an encouraging voice for independent Christian artists. And I've gotten to know her over the years and just love what she has to say uh, to artists. She will be talking to us on the topic of the power in the process. To join this special event, you can register now at christianmusicmarketers.com backslash webinars or you can find the link in our show notes. Now back to the show. Uh, so that actually leads me to uh, another question because we've talked, you know, privately about just like the industry and, um, you know, working with different artists and stuff. And Chrissy, I know you, you've talked to a lot of female artists that have been signed and uh, on their journey, you know, and like you've been kind of like, a mentor to them in a private setting as well. What would you say, like if there are young female artists listening that are maybe even in talks right now with a label wanting to sign them, what would you say as you know a piece of advice to them? I'd say the biggest challenge that I see for young artists um is really just a lot of times they're they're not sure of their message or their sound. So those two things, um, it makes a huge difference. So if you walk mm-hmm. into a room, into a writing um, situation, and you know what you want your sound to be, um, you know, your genre, your, your flair, your own unique, you know, um, kind of s- vibes to what your music is going to come across like, um, if you know that mm-hmm. and you know, um, the message that God's called you to share and what your story is, I can work with that in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. Um, and I think the label will respect that too. If you're, if you're an artist, you know, they yeah. respect that. If you don't know what you want to say, um, it might be a whole lot more rights. Mm-hmm. It might be a whole lot more, um, the label, trying to help shape you into a certain situation or what they think they might see fitting you or what they might need even, um, Mm. what, what, uh, characteristics they might need you to fit into. You'll be, you'll be more likely to be in that situation if you don't know coming in. So, um, it's actually a relief to me when I walk in the room and someone knows their sound and their message. That's a huge deal. That's really good. Yeah, that's really, really important advice. Uh, I think that is where a lot of artists get confused and there's a lot of frustration that that can cause to when you don't know, right. you know your sound or who you're supposed to be. 
so you mentioned, you guys mentioned writing worship and, you know, it's been really cool to see you guys develop more and more resources and even beyond that, really develop a community. Uh, I actually heard a quote or somebody on a podcast, a different podcast, uh, say a statement that has really stuck with me the past few days. And he said, if you don't have community, you just have a commodity. So I feel like what you guys have really built is a true community of mm-hmm. people that are wanting to, you know, really write and improve and uh, and encourage each other on. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about writing worship. You mentioned uh, songwriting personality tests. So if somebody's, you know, finding out about finding out about what you're doing for the first time, what's like the best like first step? Oh, well, definitely it would be if you are a songwriter, a uh, worship songwriter, a Christian songwriter, you should definitely take the songwriter personality test. So that'd be the first place to start. You can find it at songwriterpersonalitytest.com if you want to, or you can go to the writingworship.co worship, uh, sorry, website, uh, and then kind of get started that way. Then once you know you, because the reason you want to do it is you you'll know who who you better who you are as a songwriter mm-hmm. and it will help you i mean from the very beginning we care about you collaborating there, you know you want to talk about collaboration and how important that is as a songwriter and in building community mm-hmm. well um a big part of the heart behind that songwriter personality test is to give you an awareness mm-hmm. of your greatest strength and of course your weaknesses. Mm. Um, and I just think it gives us a picture of, um, the need for community. So I don't think one person is meant to carry everything in a right. And I used to feel that pressure when I was younger, but I think, um, having many rights over many years and realizing different people actually carry much different gifts and that I don't have to be all of those things in one room. I can just be me. And then I can partner with people that have the other gifts. And so part of the personality test is to set you up for community so that you can know um, who you would be working well with in a co-writing situation. Yes. um, But developing relationship beyond those co-writes as well. And um, we facilitate both of those things. So we give opportunities for rights through the writing club and conference and things like that. Um, But we also have opportunities for just straight up community um, Mm. on our Facebook and um, and other types of gatherings that we'll do periodically throughout the year. Yeah. The next step would be to maybe pick up the writing worship book on Amazon or Christianbook.com and get get that. And once you read the book, it'll really open you up to other resources. And if you want to get more. serious about your writing, uh, then we have the mentorship, mm-hmm. which is a nine week curriculum that you, uh, worked with us on wisdom to help oh, promote, yeah. uh, back in 2019, 2020. Um, and we, uh, then after they, you go through the nine weeks, um, a wonderful opportunity is to jump into our conference, come to the, our Nash Nashville conference every year, usually in the fall. Um, or and uh, get involved in the writing club, which is a monthly deeper dive community, uh, more intensive community. We are writing in that community at least once a week as a group, 
possibly twice a week. There are breakouts, there's interviews with experts, um, conversations with people about all sorts of things, song administration, um, publishing, anything that a songwriter, church culture mm. uh, would be thinking about. Yeah, I, I would just want to add to that. I really feel like that mentorship that, you know, that is really our foundation and kind of our gold standard. And that's part of the writing club. If you do that writing club, you have to go through the mentorship. And really, um, honestly, that's what's given us the ability to keep our community safe. Um, that's how we know that we can share the common language. That's how we know that um, the expectations for how we're treating one another, how we're speaking with one another, that those things are all going to be safe. And so a big part of the heart behind the community is not just to throw people together that fit from a gifting and personality standpoint, but it's yeah. actually growth from a safety, a safe mm -hmm. place. Um, um, and that's what I think, um, you know, it's a standard, of course, it's, we set a standard that people have to meet, but I think it ends up uh, creating room for growth when people feel safe, they can grow. Yeah. I'll just add one more thing. Um, the mentorship is really wonderful for solidifying your identity as a songwriter, who you are as a writer. It's also uh, gives a common language. And like you said, I think that's beautiful. And then when you jump into writing club, it helps you to know where you are on the mm -hmm. songwriting journey. So I think those two things are, have just become so pivotal to, uh, to our community as well as getting together once a year in person yeah. um, has been so fruitful. Uh, we've just made so many wonderful friendships from the people who have invested in themselves to come to conference too. So cool. it's, it's been yeah. fun. It really is fun. Yeah. Um, I actually took the, personality test myself and uh, we hosted a worship songwriters retreat a few months ago and we told everybody yeah that they need to take the test because it is really insightful um can you guess what mine was my strength was hmm. let's both guess <laughs> structure structure mm, i think i think it's hearing prophetic it was pathetic. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the part of the test. No. <laughs> it's a pathetic, uh, it must have been an error. Yeah. got the error code. Prophetic mixed with. Uh, Eric, Eric was right, actually. Yeah, it was prophetic. Oh, wow. Awesome. See? Okay, he's got you. I wow. got you. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> so uh, I do want to ask both of you, because um, I'm sure you've both experienced this a lot. When you come across songwriters um, who maybe just like aren't there, like you can just kind of tell like they don't have the talent, you know, like uh, no matter how much maybe like content they're consuming and resources they dive into, like they're just not really grasping it. And maybe there's been some people that you don't see like there's any potential like songwriting isn't maybe their thing. Uh, have you had to have any of those like hard conversations with people and how do you typically approach that and how do you assess that? It's hard because um, you're right with some like there are, you can tell there are just people that are 
carrying a gift for like that pro level type writing and they're not, I mean, they might not even be producing as much. They might not be trying as hard and it's like sports or anything else, like where some of them are just naturally carrying, they have natural instincts and then others have to work really hard. Um, but we have different, Nick actually just went through this thing last week and we collaborated and made kind of five categories of different types of writers Mm. Um, and what the characteristics of each kind of level, it was more of a level thing, like stages, um, stages. Yeah, stages, and it gives people an opportunity to choose themselves to kind of, um, score themselves what area that they are in. And, mm. um, you know, a pro writer, I remember it was a hundred plus songs per year, um, co-writing weekly, regular cuts by other artists, for instance, you know, and mm. it went all the way down to, um, less than 10 songs per year was the first um, kind of level. Right. I'm trying to remember the other characteristics of all the other levels. But all that to say, I think people identifying where they are and then also where they want to go. Yeah. Um, that A tool like that can be really helpful because then they can decide themselves. Like if they're mm -hmm. not up for you know, that kind of commitment, yeah. writing over 100 songs a year, then they need to choose a different category to land in. And, you know, category one is really more just for enjoyment and that's okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, you writing and enjoying your time with the Lord. And that was me when I was younger, you know, I, I went through all of those levels and grew and I, I don't think anybody starts at level five, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's always room. There is always room. And I, I've, I'm a firm believer just like in sports. Yes. You may not be become a professional athlete or a professional songwriter, yeah. but you can definitely probably get to a level four. Most anyone can with enough practice, enough yeah. investment in themselves, enough work. Some of them get there faster, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I am, I don't, I don't know of anyone who genuinely loves to write songs who I've thought, man, they are, they don't have, there's no hope for them. Like I mm -hmm. never think that we've had yeah. more, I would say more issues with behavioral, um, or social. Yeah. Socially, there's yeah. some very, there's some situations where there's some awkwardness or there's some immaturity, right. uh, that in any community that you do have to deal with, mm -hmm. yeah. it's never really a question. Uh, it doesn't come down to whether they will ever have the talent or the gifting. It's really just a matter of, are they, do they carry with them a humility? And we have this mm -hmm. thing that we, we talk a lot about, which relationship is first, relationship first. We have this creed that we follow. And if, if they can mm -hmm. understand the creed and they understand these, these very important principles and values, if they carry yeah. those values, then the gifting will come with discipline and, and I, with practice. And I'll say too, Hey, there's people that I write with, um, you know, that are, that I have written with in the past that might not be like super, super writers, but we had the best time. And I'll, yeah. you can sign me up any day for those kind of rights. I don't, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't weigh everything on skill. It's yeah. also heart. And, um, are we just having a good time? You know, yeah. and is there food involved? Yeah. yeah. In a co-write. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I do think uh, a lot of people don't think about like the basically a question of like, are you a good hang? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Do people like being around you? That that is a big part of like Huge being a songwriter part. and collaborating mm-hmm. yeah. with other people. Yeah. Uh, and I think about um, some conversations I've had with artists that would reach out for marketing help, and their uh, their goal and expectation is that if they work with the marketing agency, they can win a Dove Award. You know, right. and I listen to their music, and you know, I just. There's just no hope in that situation. It's like There's somebody no hope that, for that project or for that music, that thing that they're trying to release. Yeah. You're in and, a different situation, but they can develop it if they're open to listening, if they're humble, right? And and maybe yeah. on the next yeah. go-around. And I think uh yeah, setting like realistic expectations yes. for where they're that's and, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, sometimes it, you know, it feels to me like um, you know, somebody will come to me and ask for a co-write, right? Like I have never co-written. Would you write with me? Kind mm. of thing. And you know, when that's your job as a songwriter, I, it's taken me how many years I've been in this town for 26 years, almost writing songs, mm. at least probably hundred songs a year for the last couple decades. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, really pressing in. So I've worked super hard and it's, and I'm not, and it's not a, um, it's not necessarily anything other than the fact that I've put in the hours. Mm. Um, but it reminds me sometimes of, I think about it like a surgeon, like I'd never just say to a surgeon, Hey, can I come hang out with you and do some surgery for free? <laughs> yeah. Can we do some <laughs> surgery together? Yeah. That'd be so fun. <laughs> but I feel like sometimes there's this thing with songwriting that it's like, Oh, you just jump in and do it. Like it's just magical. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's not yeah. how it works. Like you put in all these hours and you learn the skills, develop the skills over time. And then, you know, you have to think about that walking in as far as skill level, how much, you know, how many hours have you put in? How many songs have you written? And, um, you know, for me, I never wrote with a pro writer until after I had a cut really. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's some, yeah, those are really good insights. And yeah, just even the analogy of like, you want to just go tell the surgeon you want to do surgery with that person yeah. and you've never done surgery before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure you guys, Kirstie, you never get uh, asked to co-write with people that don't, that don't have experience, right? That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every week I do. Almost every week. We, we have a very nice way of, of dealing with that. So yeah, I, and it's it's not that I don't have a heart to give, and not that I don't yeah. give sometimes, you know. But really, wisdom for me to say yes to somebody brand new like that means I'm not in the room with an artist, and I won't get paid. You yeah. know? So I'm ch- basically people ask that, and it sounds so fun, and I understand that. But I know for me, like I am either not going to be able to make my family dinner that mm-hmm. night, or whatever else I would have been doing with that time, yeah. or you know, or I could have been writing with an artist or another pro writer where my chances of um, seeing fruit that direction, both just releasing and financial fruit, like are way higher in a situation like that. So it is asking somebody to work for free. It's yeah. jumping too far ahead, I think, in, in the steps. I think if, if yeah. you're more apt to go have coffee with somebody right, uh, or or invite them to a brave meeting, for example, and hang with them there than yeah. do anything yeah. else. 
Yeah, uh, I think those are really good points. And I mean, even thinking about your song Famous For, if you were to say yes, if you would have you know, been committed to another right at that time, you would have never written that song. Right. So, yeah, I think those are really good things for independent artists, like people that are starting out to really keep in mind when they're making that ask of right. pro writers. So, guys, thank you so much for your time and just everything that you've shared. I know you guys have, I could, you know, talk for hours with you guys <laughs> and learn. Us too. Day, so, um, yeah. If you're listening, uh, be sure to check out writingworship.co and take advantage of all the resources. And uh, do you know when the next conference is coming up? Yeah, next conference will be um, the first. It'll be October 9th, 10th, and 11th of awesome. 2023. So, so yeah, usually sure end of, of September, beginning of October. Okay, sweet. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks you. for being a part of our journey, Wisdom. Thanks, Wisdom. Bless you. Thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram at Christian Music Marketing. See you next time.